Hello world, this is the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. Thank you for taking this journey with us with real men, real problems, real solutions. Let's go. Yes, so. All right, uh, we're back at the Brother to Brother Show. I have uh, my special guest here, uh, Rio's here, and we also have KC. I'll speak, say hey to the listeners. Uh, let's make sure, guys, that when we're talking, because we have three people online, just uh, just say it's Rio or it's Casey, and I'll do the same. So we're talking, we're, we're in tough times right now, um, and uh, the topic that we're going to discuss talks about the uh, closeness um, of the corona uh, virus that we have, we all are dealing with in um, the world that we live in. And so we're just talking about um, with that, the changes of life that we've had to kind of all um, kind of handle and how that affects our relationships. Because you all know um, the Brother Brother Show, we talk about relationships, how to fix certain things, how to come from a um, male and female's point of view, but mostly male point of view. And what does that look like over the last couple of weeks for us? So does everybody want to kind of just talk around how it's affected your life thus far? Um, I can kind of get it started off. Um, for me, it's affected a couple of assets, assets of my life. First of all, I've been working from home since uh, maybe it's been about two weeks now. And it definitely changes the way you interact with, with colleagues. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm working a lot more from home than I do or did when I went into the office. Um you know, it affects relationships and, you know, my daughter, I had to go, she's a freshman in college, I had to go pick her up from school because they shut her school down and now she's into doing online classes. And it's been hard for her because, you know, she's a freshman, her, her year was cut short. And so, you know, she's going through this emotional thing of saying goodbye to her friends. Now she's FaceTiming like crazy all the time. And, uh, and also, you know, from a family and friend perspective, you know, the friends and the family I used to hang out with or we would go and just kick it and have dinner or something, we don't, we can't do that anymore. So now we're talking on the phone and, and, uh, FaceTiming it. You know, last night I was actually on a, on a virtual party that D Nights had and it was a, over a hundred thousand people on this event and it was on FaceTime, I mean, uh, Instagram. And, you know, something like that, which I'm not used to, I actually got on that at about 8 o'clock. I stayed on until about midnight because it was like a party and people kept coming in and the music was, was was off the chain. So that's just a couple of ways that it's changed the way I socialize, changed the way I interact, changed the way I work. Okay. Rio? Yeah, yeah it's real. So for me, um, it was, it's been really impactful. You know, I think that uh, my, my wife and I were just celebrating our anniversary and we were taking a cruise and we, mm. and we happened to take a cruise right during the first uh, wave of the coronavirus happening overseas and we were starting to hear things once we got on the cruise about a ship that was being quarantined because there was a virus from um, some individuals that had come from China and um, but you know we were assured hey we're, this is a healthy ship we're fine 
And then, lo and behold, another ship got quarantined. Um, and then, toward the end of our ship, I started feeling really sick. And when we made it back to uh, made it back to Florida uh, in the states, and I discovered that I had uh, contracted the flu. And so that's a really kind of scary feeling because you know you start to hearing about the virus, and it hadn't necessarily made it way so predominantly in the United States yet, but it's still scary, a scary thought. And so I was really sick, and the week that I got really sick, it started made it, making its way on shore here to America. And with my company that next week, I was starting to feel better. Went into the company, my company started preparing for this potential outcome of the virus. And so, um, long story short, we started, the leaders of my company started making a, a decision that anyone who had been uh, international travel uh, would no longer be allowed in the workplace, that they would have to work from home, um, and then and then they would have to contact, um, you know, the folks, the department that's keeping tabs on uh, all of the coronavirus and the update for the company. And so I was in that boat. So then I was forced to be at home and work from home and quarantined, even though I wasn't feeling any of those symptoms. And then that, that very same week, uh, you know, my, my son, my, my wife worked for the uh, local, uh, uh, well, my wife worked for the local school system, and they were being told that there's a possibility that, you know, we might go into a kind of a full, um, what's called distance learning uh, mode. And so that would mean that every single person within my household would have to be home at the same time. That's very different than me just taking a work from home day, right? Um, it is very different because there's a, a social aspect to it, right? Uh, to the fact of having everyone home. And if you've ever worked from home before, you know how difficult that could be. And so trying to work with that, with kids, with wife, you know, and then so that whole dynamic and how that plays out has been very, very challenging. Um, and then just the mass hysteria of, you know, working trying to work for a company that's a global company, but having to be concerned with your employees that are regionally located, um, and then also having to worry about your personal life. And so you have your work family, your home family, and having to, that's a psychological strain as well. And so I just think, you know, this has been a really, really interesting time, but it's also been like a really, uh, a really good opportunity to kind of learn and kind of hone in on some of the personal relationships uh, that you develop, you know, at home and at work. Yeah, thanks for for sharing that. And I, this is Kmo, and I'll go ahead and share mine. So uh, I'm going to probably uh, piggyback on the positive aspect of it. And so um, those that know that, uh, with the Brother to Brother show, we do a lot of podcasts. Um, we do uh, life coaching. And we also um, just make sure that we <clears throat> are doing things in the community. And so it's allowed for me to be more at home and in touch with some of the things that we're trying to do here. And it's been tough um, because a lot of the times you know, you're ripping and running and you have our own jobs and things of that nature. Um, I too being the ones doing distant learning and stuff like that. It's allowed me to be more 
um, conscious of that, be more appreciative of certain things. It's just in general, you know, even how people are going out and buying things. I found myself the first week. I'm not sure if you all uh, have felt this way, but the first week going, I was at the grocery store every day, literally going to the grocery store. I'm like, what am I missing? Just before, you know, the crowds kind of get out of hands. You hear these rumblings in America about, you know, toilet paper, water, things of that nature. And before you before you know it, like the wave is hit to the point where there's nothing here now. So I found myself going to the grocery store every, every day. I feel like I'm um, pretty set now, but just for those folks, in society who don't have that, who weren't able to go out, who who had to work their jobs and weren't able to go to the grocery store. And they had to limit certain things at certain stores so that, you know, there could be enough for everyone. And so uh, it's changed in that sense. And I don't believe, uh, you know, we've talked about this offline and, and I'm sure other people have talked about this, but we've never seen in our lifetime anything like this. This is almost something off of a movie. And so um, I'm trying to stay positive with it. Um, I think the first two weeks, you know, I was just in denial and saying, oh, it's not going to happen, but it happened. And then another two weeks was um, added on to um, our time. And so I'm just kind of trying to take one day at a time, appreciate the time we do have with people because we don't know how this will end. Uh, we, 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 we all are feeling very, uh, I think, positive about it. But when they still keep moving months out and days out and weeks out, then it just kind of makes you wonder what's really going on. And so I thought it was interesting that uh, we discussed this off off, uh, off air about what we wanted to talk about. And it's being one of the main issues that we're going to discuss to talk about our lives as, as men and how we're dealing with our families, because we understand that everybody's probably going through the same type of things and how we're dealing with them, right? And so let's go briefly into like uh, one of the things that we all have tried to do research on and uh, have seen postings, news, uh, just talking to friends and family is the social distance distance with our families. Can somebody pick up on that and see and, and talk about what they've heard about it, how it's affected them? Um, you know, if it being, I know we've all, some of us are in relationships, some of us are single, dating, things of that nature and, and have children. So how have you all been dealing with those things? Italy enacted work, work from home 
um, pretty early on. But what they didn't catch was people were working from home, and then they would get kind of cabin fever, and at night they were going out and socializing in, in large groups. And I think, you know, if, if we're not careful here in the U.S., we are going to fall into that same pattern because, you know, from what we've seen on on TV with all the spring breakers at Miami Beach, mm. now it just came from, you know, the Tidal Basin where it's packed with people looking at the cherry blossoms, people are at the wharf, you know, at the fish market trying to get their crab and shrimp on. So it's, it's I, I wonder how, how people are really taking this social distancing thing, you know, seriously. So, but how do you, well, what is that, how does that work when, like you said, you have children, you have people at home and things that na- and that nature, and they're taking it seriously, but uh, we also talked about off, offline, like, well, what do I do, right? I mean, I've, I've literally listened to the President of the United States talk about, he suggests these things, but until it's mandated that we can't, don't you think it's you know, people don't people don't really see the the severity of it because you only hear about young people getting. You only hear about you know older people getting and dying. Not not saying people don't can't get it. You know, in a middle age, um, but they don't see it because it's not. It doesn't seem like it's real to them. So I feel right. like people have are, are trying to exercise their opportunity at this time until it gets to that point. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. You know, working, working uh, from home all day, you want to get outside, you want to do stuff. You know, your kids are from home from school, you want to get them outside so they, they can run around. But we, we got to be a lot more careful and, uh, and pay a lot closer attention to where we're putting ourselves. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to take my daughter to the Tidal Basin, mm-hmm. even though she may want to see the cherry blossoms. I'm not going to take my daughter to the fish market. I'm not going to take her anywhere or let her go anywhere that has large crowds. Right. But what, what, what would be some suggestions? I guess that's what I'm asking. So what we've done, um, my daughter and I, we've gone for walks. Just, okay. Just the two of us. Okay. We've gone for walk, walks around around the city. Um, we've exercised. We exercise in the house. And okay. And we go outside and we find places to exercise. We pretty much, I mean, we're lucky because we live in a city where we can walk pretty much everywhere. So we've walked to the grocery store. Um, so we spent a lot of uh, quality time together, and it's not in big groups. Okay. What about you, Rio? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's real. I mean, I think, I, I don't know, I, I think what's real interesting, man, is like, I, Americans are for just who we are like and all it takes is you know a proclamation of snow or you know an apocalypse happening that we go bananas and we go buy every single item we can afford and then as soon as we get some more cash we go right back out and we buy it again even though we haven't exhausted all the already supply we have it's it's like magic and, you know, but, but I, I, I get it in a way, but then I see where I saw this uh, crazy clip, man, where this woman had literally purchased every single 
towel and toilet paper at this one store that they had. And she had boxes. And it was so much that she had to bring two trucks to put all the stuff in. And the people were going in trying to get that very item. And they go off on her. And that's the new normal. The new normal is now is going to be this sense of self-governing where it's like the, the, the citizens govern how you act. What's your, you know, what's your social citizenship like? Like, you know, I'm seeing like a ton of stuff like that, right? It, uh, I saw, I also saw where these two guys were about to rob, uh, was about to um, cart, uh, break into a car. And since we're all home, you know, people saw them attempting to do that. They right. called the cops. The cops chased the guys to get arrested. But this is going to be like our new norm. And I, my, my hope is that what comes out of this is something that's really positive. Mm. Where, because I've seen these cases where people are like, and it's something that I'll admit, I, that's not my first thought as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, where someone said, well, you know, when you guys go to the grocery store and you see WIC, WIC, underneath the product, you know, like, why don't you try to find the other product if you don't, if you're not on WIC? Because those, uh, if it says the WIC selections are very limited, and so don't take from those that only have a limited amount of resources, know, right? Right, and so I'm hopeful that what comes out of this is that there's these learning lessons that we take beyond the coronavirus that now mm. we go to the store that we're being cognizant that if there's a, a limited amount on shelves and there are certain items that have other branded items but that we see those with the wick and then we leave those for people who are really in need and could really use that from the program that they're under um and so that's how i get i mean i always think the more the positive spin on you know how this thing has been but you know, as a citizen, I think that we have an opportunity to embrace the positive around it, that you're, A, spending spend more time with your family, B, that you are, you're working, that you're developing a different type of relationship with your colleagues, right? And, mm. and also, this is something that is globally impacting, so it doesn't matter if you're in Japan, United States, or Zimbabwe, I mean, you're still, everyone is experiencing the global um, impact of this virus and it brings us closer uh, together and the virus doesn't see like color, race, you know, ethnicity mm-hmm. or gender. Right? And I, I always think and hope that these types of events really kind of bring us closer together. I think that's pretty, uh, yeah, I, I think that hit the uh, nail on the head. And and I'm going to even take, I'm going to take a little further, uh, even when you were talking, like I could think about my feeling. Right. As a as a, a man of color, as an African-American man and looking at Barack Obama. Right. And when he won the election for the first time, I can I felt like it was like something that unified us together. That moment, it, it, it may have been a whole time he was president. You know, I, I think it died down after a while. But I think during that moment, we saw people all races kind of together, especially people of color to, to gather, to gather together and have some type of unity. And we looked at things differently. I felt that way. It was another moment, um, like, you know, doing wars and things like that. Like it's something when, you know, even, even when nine 11 happened, right. It was something when something tragic happened to all of us. It didn't matter 
if we were black, white, red, whoever, and we knew people who lived in New York or we knew people that live other places, it still felt like we unify. And I feel like for this situation, it's definitely done all of those things that you all spoke about with like bringing awareness to families, friends, um, like the little things in life that because we've had moments like that we've shared throughout, you know, the world. Uh, we also know, you know, what, what happened the moments when Kobe passed away and how how like the, it seemed like the, the country kind of stopped for a second um, just in that moment. Everybody, even if you didn't watch basketball, you know, men who had uh, had daughters and um, and, 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 and you, you looked at the next day differently. I think that this is a worldwide thing that's kind of almost had to happen to bring us because I feel like we were we were getting. We're getting beside ourselves, kind of, sort of. So I don't know. Do you all want to touch on that? Or uh, I don't know if you all got the same feeling, but that's kind of how I've been feeling, too. Yeah, this is Casey. Um, you know, I, I, the point that Rio brought up about about choosing other items over, over WIC items, that, that's, that's actually a great idea, something I never thought of. So I'm, I'm going to um, make sure I pay attention to that when I go into the store. Right. Um, but um, from from what Rio said and from what Kamo said, we do need to take care of each other and and be more be more cognizant of of our fellow man and the help that they need. So you know, if you live somewhere in a neighborhood or a building or a street, and you know you have elderly neighbors, check in on them. Mm. You know, next time you go to the grocery store, stop by and say, you know, hey, you need me, say, I'll pick up something for you. Because not everybody, you know, not everybody can get out and, and go to the store and on a regular basis. Not everybody should, especially, you know, older families. Um, and, and, and we need to use a time like this, which is a pre-long event. You know, you talked about Kobe, you talked about 9-11. Um, those events happen. And then we're faced with, okay, how do we respond to that? Whether it's an earthquake, um, you know, Hurricane Sandy, things like that. And then we're forced to respond to it. But this is a, this is a more, more of a prolonged occurrence that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen from day to day. Yeah. And so that's why establishing that community where you're helping out people, you're paying attention to everybody that's in your area, that's in your neighborhood, and, and you just you're being that that altruistic person, and you're not using that um, sense of vulnerability that people have um, to 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 bully people or to mm. force people to do something you want them to do. I mm. I saw somebody playing tennis, um, and and somebody walked by and said, you know, shame on you. You should be outside playing tennis. You should be inside. Okay, it's two people outside, and they're more than six feet away playing tennis. But that same person, that same sentiment, they're not using on the folks that are watching it or checking out the cherry blossoms. They're not using it on people that are, you know, down at the fish market. They're not using it on people that are at the park with, you know, 20 million kids up there. So sometimes we got to take a step back and say, you know, I know I feel anxious. I know I feel uneasy, but that can't be something that translates into, you know, 
something rude or, or, or something negative to, to my fellow man or my fellow neighbor. We got to keep it positive. Any suggestions for, you know, I know you all, again, this is something that we've all experienced for the first time. Um, even for your, your children, like, I know you speak about a teen, but Rio, what about you? Have you heard other families or kids your uh, with with your your son's age talk about what they're doing in home to you know kind of keep them occupied, to keep them entertained, to keep you sane? Go, can you go into that a little bit more? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, all the time, and we talk about it just because you know it's hard, especially my son. He's a he's a preteen, right? And so. Uh, he, it's so interesting because he went on what he had to do for his school is they expedited spring break and so this past week was essentially their spring break uh, which sucks because we had a family vacation for spring break so we have to cancel that so it really really sucks because it was international but um, so what I did was let him have a lot of a lot of free time right mm-hmm. and whatever his free time I didn't want to disturb his free time because it was his spring break. Um, and so he spent a lot of time socializing with friends over over games mm-hmm. and over, I don't know, what it is, TikTok, whatever it is. But um, <laughs> and so he spent a lot of time in his room. He would come out for breath to eat uh, <laughs> and to use the restroom and then say hello, let us know that he's alive. But I let him have that freedom. I didn't want to put a pressure him, you know, to have a, a certain structure within his day. And so, in talking to him today, he, you know, he was very thankful. And he said, I was very thankful for it because I really felt like I had a spring break. Oh. You know, even though I didn't get to, I didn't get to do all the things and like, I didn't get to, we didn't get to go out of the country, you know, but you know, I was able to do the things that I want. You know, I was able, we did go outside and play soccer together and you know, he was able to spend some time outside as well. Um, and so I think a lot, it was interesting because, you know, having that freedom, which kind of changes next week because now it's more of a structure because he does have um, distance learning. And so we talked about it, and I think it's going to be more of a, a structure and like his normal day. So he'll spend the day going over school. You know, I'll let him have some free time throughout the day. He'll spend some time going outside, get some fresh air. Um, you know, but he just won't have the physical interaction with his friends, but I'm going to allow him to have some social interaction back and forth with his friends. I think that's the key with these kids is like allowing them to have some distance away from you in the house, but also having some freedom so they can do and choose what they would like to do and not feeling the normal family strains, but also allowing them the freedom to have um, social interaction in whatever form that they feel uh, with their friends, uh, I think it's super important to kind of keep that that added stress from being placed on them and then placed on their family. Um, and then I think you know other things that some other friends and stuff have done with their done with their kids and stuff is like you know they have games and stuff that they play together, mm-hmm. um, being able to do projects and stuff that either up at the house. Or just like you know, art projects and stuff that you have get done. Um, you know, I think though finding a new hobby or something that you could do. So I think it's important to like allow them to have that freedom, but then you know also uh, structure a little bit of family time in there. Because this, I, I said this earlier, this is a very important time for you to connect, reconnect, reconnect, or reconnect with your family. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it will be a disservice if you don't utilize this time to do that. And so that is definitely what I've been doing um, with my family and even with my wife, you know, scheduling a lot of her and me time just alone, you know, that we spend doing the things that she likes to do. Like right now, we're putting together a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And so we're like doing a puzzle and just spending time kind of talking over wine and the puzzle without the TV, like just stuff like that, I think is really good. Uh, and it just breaks the norm of the day. And so I would say whatever it does take for you to have to socialize with friends and with family, uh, it's important to keep that because that helps keep down the cabin fever. You know, it's funny. I'm listening to you in KC the whole time. And the only thing I can really think of, it sounds to me, this is crazy how we, like we've always talked about it, how social media has killed how we interact with people. It's almost like when we were growing up, imagine how we, all the things you just said, I'm like, I didn't go anywhere a lot of places for spring break. And even if I did, we took a road trip or we stayed at home and I played sports. You know, I played outside by myself. Or I played with a friend or two, and it was it was nothing like we we thought it was. But it's almost like your brain. You're we're going back in time, but having a social media aspect added to it. If that makes any sense, I don't know. That's the, that's what I'm hearing from you right now. But it's also creating a social balance with the media. So um, I definitely want to touch on that. So. Uh, we'll be back in one second. Uh, we're going to have a, a brief uh, break and we'll be right back. All right. We're back with the brother, brother. So we've had our, um, we had our, our break and we're talking about um, living with the uh, coronavirus and um, some challenges that we've had, but also some uh, very positives that we've had come out of it. And so the closeness of the Corona and, um, so I know we mentioned earlier, uh, Rio was talking on a, um, before we took break about just some things that uh, he's done with his son and um, some other families have done and just in, just in their whole family, what they've done. And I was really trying to capture on how important it was because, you know, when, when things happen like social media, when the telephone came about, when TV came about, they were they were very positive in those things. But we lost a sense of connection with just being humans. You know, it's almost like that thing that we hear about when a lot of people may say, well, you know, um, they email people um, some important stuff and they go back and forth with them. But they sit right next to them. Or they sit in a room, you know, sit in the office that's two doors down from them and they never have a conversation with them. And so you have these dialogues with people over and over again that you see every day, but you never talk to them, but you use social media, which is I feel like there, there was never a a sense of, um, you know, no, no handbook or anything that showed how you use these things correctly. But I feel like these things are forcing us to to be closer with our family, to be closer with people that we work with. We talked right before uh, offline about some things, and I want you all to share some of those things with our listeners about what you're doing uh, at your workplaces, what you're doing with with family members to have a deeper connection with them and to remind us of how we can use this time to be better people and, um, yeah, to be better people. So I think, um, KC, you were talking about that. Can you go into that? 
Yeah, I'll, um, you know, one of the things we talked about offline was how, you know, um, social media and technology in general um, is, is forcing us to be a lot more intentional with some of the interactions we're having. And so, you know, I've had, um, you know, my daughter and, and my son reach out to their grandparents and get some of those oral histories that, you know, that they probably wouldn't have been able to get or, or wouldn't have had the time to get. And so now they can have conversations with their grandparents to learn about how life was when their grandparents were growing up or some of the struggles and the challenges that they had. You know, I've, I've sat down with my kids and we've gone through our family tree and we've talked about, you know, um, challenges that I faced or how things were different when when I was their age. And, and it, I think it really helps a lot to add context and add, you know, uh, a sense of pride and heritage to to our family. And so I, I would I would encourage everyone, take the time, sit down with your kids or your loved ones or your friends and talk about your history, your struggles, your background. Now, those things make a difference in how we look at each other, how we understand each other and how we interact with each other. Yeah. What about you, Ria? I know you mentioned something. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. I think uh, I, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, the one thing I'll add that I that I know uh, that KC was uh, talking with offline, uh, which is how how you identify and do the little things, even uh, with your work family. Yeah, right. That because again, that family, that extension of that. And it's super duper important for your work family. And, you know, and, and he was saying, uh, it was so funny because he and I, without even talking to one another, doing uh, very similar activities with our team. Uh, and I thought that was great. Um, you know, and that, but again, I think this is how people have to start to think, right? And, and it's about kind of personalizing, uh, you know, how you work with people and how you interact with, people right. um and again so i i just fully encourage utilizing the time uh you know if you haven't spoken to someone uh in a very long time you know i i reached out to a friend i hadn't reached out to and spoken with in probably about a year and he and i had really really good dialogue right and i think this is the time to do that as well um and so you know, make sure you continue to kind of pour love into all of the situations that you have, uh, whether personally or at work. Uh, but definitely uh, with your close friends and your family, please be sure to stay connected. Mm. Yeah. I would even say uh, it's forced because I think we've had this conversation at my job. People, the first thing that people ask is like, what are you doing this extra time? Because uh, we're condensing our times um, as opposed to getting off at five, as you know, and, you know, we're forced to be online for a certain period of time. But like, so that that means that people are having to be at home and they're like, what are you doing? So um, finding a hobby, finding some things that you can um, do for yourself. And this actually goes it's more so into like as an individual and a person, this can definitely as much as a negative, it's a positive in the sense of. I think you can really being alone is definitely a way for you to understand who you are and to find out what you like. 
So this time finding out what you like to do, because there's the ripping and running of life, because there's the ripping and running of our families and friends and work, we don't have a lot of time to kind of sit back and say, hmm, instead of just watching TV all day. It was a period of time I was watching TV all the time. I love sports. Um, I love uh, Judge Judy and Law, Law and Order. And sometimes I have to just turn that stuff off. But because it's such a good distraction for many of us, we don't like get a chance to just sit back. What What if we didn't have these things? So it's forcing us to almost because there's so much TV you can actually write, watch. Right. Like what else can you do? Because even the people who love entertaining, watching TV, that gets tiring after a while. So I think you're forcing yourself to figure out what is it that you like to do, finding other things that make you a better person. If that's that, if that is, or making somebody else um, just happy to hear from you, and just like some of you, some of you, um, you all talked about reaching out to family members, reaching out to old friends. Believe it or not, those things are actually making us better people. It's bringing us closer and making us better overall. So um, I wanted to talk briefly before we leave about this, uh, the social distance. And what does that look like with intimacy and relationships? Does anybody want to take that one? Maybe. Well, I think uh, from a relationship standpoint, I, I kind of hinted towards this earlier. Um, you know, I think me, me and my wife just come again. It was very interesting because we were trying to celebrate uh, anniversary at the, at the start of this thing. And so uh, for us, we've been really intentional about uh, making sure we spent a lot of time together. We didn't need to reconnect because we were already so connected. But we just saw this as a real opportunity for us to spend even more quality time with one another. And, um, you know, and, and been able to kind of like discover new things that we love to do together and trying to, you know, plan out our future. Like, you know, we are, we are both like really into like really big beach people. And so we were just thinking about like, well, after the coronavirus, you know, like we could go, maybe we can go this way or maybe we can go this place. Or I don't know, should we call them now? We might get a discount if we go into plan, you know, like just getting excited together about the opportunity within our future. And not just seeing it as a long-term issue, right. um, but just things really, really positive and focus on all the plans that we have, right? Looking at the stock market and saying, hey, there may be some opportunity for us to do some stuff in the stock market. Or, I don't know, Italy looking bad. I mean, you know, we might want to invest in some real estate. Over. Like, just stuff like that, just to try to turn it very positive um, and keep it really kind of light. So, I would say, you know... Definitely, again, pour love into those relationships that you have, uh, but also allow people to have a breathing space uh, to be able to have some solo time for themselves, um, but also, you know, not losing sight of the future and goals and plans. Um, I think that's real super important. Okay. Okay, so you got anything before we head out? Yeah, I think also it, it, it forces you to take inventory of, you know, we all have limited time and, and, you know, we're not as busy and, and frantic as we used to be. So it forces you to take an inventory of the people that you're, you're giving some of that time to. And do they, do, do those people, do those people that, that, that you're giving that time to appreciate it? And so sometimes it forces you to say, hey, you know what? These folks that I've been hanging out with or this person that I've been giving my time to, 
maybe not a good use or, or way to give my time. And so, in looking at all those, do you have the right people in your life? Are you focusing on the right things when you are interacting with people? And and if you got issues, if you got problems with somebody, how do you resolve it? Maybe now is the time to sit down and talk to that person or within yourself, handle and work through some issues that you might have with somebody so that you can interact with them on a different level. And so it's almost it's almost kind of taking this therapeutic look at our lives and the friends we have, friends and family that we have in it from a inter, from a interpersonal standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so um I know I can speak for a lot of people when I say this, but um twenty twenty has been a very interesting year. And so um, the closeness with the Corona uh, virus has uh, definitely tested us. And I think it will continue to test us. But I think that uh, we are very resilient people and we can continue to learn and grow, um, be able to learn from each other and make sure that we are always pouring into those into those uh, that we love. So um, thank you for listeners for listening to us. This is the Brother to Brother show. Please know we love you, work with us, be with us, and know we're coming from the heart. This is the Brother Brother Show.